How you get so much favor on your side? Accept the measure, Lord and Savior, I replied. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the channel. This is just another critic. You already know what it is. It's the college football playoff national championship game. Clemson Tigers taking on the LSU Tigers. Clemson coming off a hard-fought victory over Ohio State Buckeyes in a close one where a lot of people thought early on it would be a blowout based on Ohio State's start and how they really just jumped out and uh, jumped on Clemson. Now, LSU, on the other hand, was able to blow out Oklahoma, essentially rest their starters in the second half, which could prove to be essential, right, coming into this matchup with Clemson. Now, in this national championship game, I do think we have the two best teams in the country this season in this national championship game. 14-0, both teams having a phenomenal season. Obviously, LSU, the bigger story here, uh, just an offensive turnaround and evolution, you could say, right, of where this team used to be and to how far they've come and how far they've changed and adapted to the new college football environment that we're currently in today. Now, for those of you betting on the game, Clemson is 11-3 against the spread, while LSU is 9-5 against the spread. Now, the number currently sits at 6. I believe it did start out somewhere around 3, uh, but based on a few factors, first off, LSU just blew out the doors right on uh, Oklahoma, 63-28 to victory, uh, combined with the fact that this game is being played in New Orleans, Louisiana, so essentially a home game in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Two things that I think have essentially jacked up that line. Um, and it, it's, I do think it's going to continue to fluctuate as we get closer to this national championship game. Looking at the over-under, it is currently sitting at 69.5. Another line that is currently inching up and will continue to fluctuate as we get closer to that national championship game. Now, diving straight into this matchup, one of the things I wanted to touch on immediately was the fact that throughout the college football community, I've been hearing um, a comparison, right? That this game between LSU and Clemson is essentially the game we saw a season ago with Alabama and Clemson, right? A high-flying Alabama pass attack with Tua, arguably the best quarterback in the country, arguably the best uh, offense in the country, going up against Clemson, the underdog, right? Coming into this matchup, expected to lose because of the week schedule that they've played, all those different narratives. And while there are a few similarities, right? Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy winner quarterback. The offense has been the best in the country, no doubt, this season. They've got some of the best skill position players in the country, of course. And they are favored by six points coming into this game versus Clemson. Now, the key differences that some people are just failing to see, or maybe they just didn't see, or they just weren't paying attention. I don't know what it is. But simply to start with... Bama wasn't nearly as healthy as LSU is gonna be coming into this matchup, right? They'll actually be getting guys back coming into this national championship game. One of the more impactful players or the bigger names, Michael Divinity, uh, who had just some personal off-the-field issues. He'll be returning for this game. He will play. Ed Orgeron has already confirmed that. But also that combined with the fact that this team has been trending in the right direction on that defensive side of the ball, right? They haven't been complete for most of the season because of the production that the defense has failed to put out but lately in these past three weeks late versus Texas A&M versus Georgia versus Oklahoma they've put on their best performances and now coming into this Clemson game arguably being the healthiest they've been throughout the season and playing at their best they've played throughout the season um, we expect to get their best in this game but of course anything can happen now with that said the second thing I wanted to point out is the quarterbacks, right? The differential in the quarterbacks. Both phenomenal passers between Tua and Burrow. 
But the big difference between these quarterbacks is the fact that Burrow is much more athletic. He's much more durable. And when pockets break down, he's going to be able to do more, right? Because a season ago, to a gimpy in that pocket, he's not nearly as mobile, not able to really create as much as he typically does. On the other hand, in this matchup with Burrow, right, he's 100% healthy. He's going to be able to create more in broken pockets, under pressure. He's just a phenomenal escape artist, right? He's able to turn broken pockets into big-time impact plays. This also makes it harder for the defense to stick to their assignments, right? Because on in the back of their head, they know that Burrow has the opportunity to scramble, to leave the pocket. So they're always going to have one eye on Burrow, right? Making sure that he doesn't leave the pocket to get those extra five yards, to get that 15-yard scramble, etc., etc. So sometimes that pulls guys out of their assignments, which essentially could lead to some self-inflicted mistakes on that defensive side of the ball. Now, one of the more obvious differences or comparisons, right, uh, that should be obvious is the fact that Clemson is missing those four big boys up front right on that defensive front those juniors those seniors that left for the NFL draft they're not there anymore right so they just really haven't been nearly as good or tough right at the line of scrimmage and we saw that when uh, J.K. Dobbins essentially went off on this defense right and uh, for most of the game they, they somewhat got dominated at the line of scrimmage by that Ohio State offensive line and not to say that these aren't phenomenal players right taking over for those guys these guys are four and five star recruits as well but they're just built differently right and they don't have nearly as much experience those four dudes that just went to the draft they had been there for three four years right so they're veterans they've got experience they've got the intangibles and so those are some of the things that are going to be missing coming into this matchup and last but not least one of the key things to keep in mind with that matchup versus Alabama and Clemson Alabama was able to move the ball versus Clemson they had a lot of success between the 20s and once they got into the red zone that's where everything essentially got clamped down by Clemson Clemson's red zone defense is what stepped up and was the key difference in not only that championship game a season ago but in the semifinal game just a week or two ago versus is Ohio State. With all that said, the game can go complete opposite. The game can go any way it wants to go, right? That's just college football. But I do think we're going to see some similar components from that game a season ago in this game on January 13th, 2020. Now, getting into my prediction and as far as how I see this game playing out, starting off with Clemson, I think they're going to want to start fast and get their guys T. Higgins and Justin Ross going quickly right off the bat. I think we're going to see some early check downs to them, some quick throws, some short gains, and just to get them into rhythm right we didn't really see them play a big part in that game versus Ohio State and of course if they're going to win this game they're going to need to be just as impactful as they were a season ago versus Alabama and so I do think they're they're going to want to get those guys going get Trevor Lawrence in rhythm with his weapons and just like any other good team in college football they're going to want to establish the run with ETN get him going because if there is one vulnerability that we've seen from this LSU defense in the past it has been in their ability to stop the run right we saw that early on in the season we saw it late versus Ole Miss of course they've clamped it down in the past few weeks um, but obviously this national championship game versus a very good Clemson team with that said I think LSU from a defensive perspective I think they're going to have a variety of different pressures and packages that they're going to send that Trevor Lawrence I think as long as they keep everything underneath and they don't let these wide receivers get behind them they're going to be okay for the most part I don't expect Trevor Lawrence's legs to be nearly as big of a factor in this game as we saw versus Ohio State. 
I just believe these linebackers at LSU are just more athletic, they're more speedy, and they're almost like DBs and can play in nickel packages as well as cover wide receivers because of how athletic they are. One key thing to keep an eye on is how often Clemson ends up going for it on fourth down or even if they throw in some fake punts or fake field goals. And this is all due to the fact that their field goal kicking has just been so terrible, right? Their field goal kicker, I believe his name is Potter or whatever it is, he just hasn't been good at all. So that could force them into some situations where they just keep their offense on the field or they pull a few trick plays with a fake field goal or a fake punt. Keep an eye out for that. Switching gears and looking at LSU, I think LSU is going to be able to move the ball uh, just like they have all season long. I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of the backfield catching passes as well as Thaddeus Moss. I just like these guys and how they match up with the linebackers. While I do think Skalski as well as Chad Smith are great players, right? They're more built to stop the run, right? They're very big. Uh, They take up a lot of space, but they're not nearly as athletic as they need to be in order to cover these types of guys like Thaddeus Moss as well as Edwards Hilaire, right? I think we're going to see both of these guys play a big role and a big impact, especially when LSU gets into the red zone. Now, with all that said, while Clemson's red zone defense has been phenomenal, right? We've seen it just a week or two ago. We saw it last year versus Alabama. We've seen it on a consistent basis. But in this particular matchup, I think LSU is more well-equipped to finish in the red zone because of the type of skill position players they have, right? We look at guys like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Thaddeus Moss, Edward Teller out of the backfield. All these guys are built in a different way when you compare them to the skill position players of Ohio State and Alabama. Alabama and Ohio State, their skill position players, um, you know, as far as the wide receivers and slots go, they're more built for speed and agility, speed and space, right, quote unquote. And when I look at these LSU wide receivers, they they bring more of a physicality to the game, right? 6'4", bigger frames, more weight on their frames. A guy like Thaddeus Moss, who is 250, a guy like Edward Hilaire, who is a bowling ball, And not only will he have that matchup with the linebacker, but even when he catches the ball out of the backfield, he isn't going down from the first tackle, right? He's going to drag at least one or two guys. And almost every single time he goes down, he's the guy that's going to fall forward for that extra inch or that extra foot. And those are the types of things that matter, especially when trying to finish those drives in the red zone. And that's why they call it a game of inches. I think overall, we're going to see a very similar game to what we saw versus Clemson and Ohio State. Of course, excluding uh, Clemson's slow start on offense, as well as I don't expect Trevor Lawrence to go for 100 plus yards on the ground. I think LSU, as long as they can keep everything in front of them, uh, don't allow the big play over the top and really find some unique ways to get pressure to Trevor Lawrence and force him into some of those mistakes that we saw from him earlier in the season, I think they'll be perfectly fine. I think LSU is just going to be able to do what Ohio State wasn't, really, and that's finish in the red zone. And I think that's where the game will be won and lost um, because I think both teams will be able to move the ball. I do think Think we're going to get a very good performance from the LSU defense. I think they'll make some critical stops in this game to, you know, give LSU that one to two possession cushion, uh, which essentially will end up being critical plays in this game. And at the end of the day, I honestly just believe it's kind of destiny for LSU to win the national championship game this year. It's in New Orleans. It's in Louisiana with the season they've had, with the coaching they've had, with the changes and evolution this offense has gone through. It just seems like it's their year right um so all that combined i think lsu wins this game 38 to 27 once again lsu wins 38 to 27 my final score lsu your 2020 national champions 
With all that being said, I appreciate you guys for listening. If you have any opinions, comments, concerns, drop them in the comments. Hit me up on social media. You know how to contact me. All the links will be in the description. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, evening, or night. This is Just Another Critic signing off. Peace. His light shine the brightest in the dark. Single mothers know they get my heart.